It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Questions to be asked on the floor. From the Secretary of the Interior. He's already been invited to appear before a Senate committee on appointments. May he bring up the subject at the Cabinet meeting today. Oh. Will there be any answers, Mr. President? Answers? I haven't got any. Where's John? Why doesn't he come and explain himself? Well, I, I last saw him... At the Whatever cap- he and Lawrence said to each other, I've got to know what it is. Mr. President. Miss Sarah, tell Captain Drew to go out and find my son and bring him here. Yes, Mr. President. Miss Sarah. Yes. I didn't mean it exactly that way. I know, Mr. President. It uh, comes to this, Mr. President, and I am sure the uh, other members of the cabinet agree with me. Continue, Mr. Johnson. I've uh, already been unofficially invited to appear before a committee. There are numbers of others, all appointees of yours. Who will be called to? Are you afraid of your skins, gentlemen? It isn't that, sir. But it will only give Senator Corwin and the others something to hang on to. A distracting political quarrel that's completely unnecessary. Well, you must have something in mind, Mr. Johnson. Uh, it's hard to say. There's no room for personal feelings. We have an administration to run as efficiently as we can. Now, go ahead. If um, you were to ask for your son's resignation... Oh... Surely he himself must realize, and it isn't as if he held an important post. He's still a young man, you know, sir. I remember being young. Do you? Why, I hope so. And doesn't it seem out of proportion to recommend career over an incident like this? No doubt, sir. But we're up against practical politics. I know. I'll give you my answer tomorrow, after I've talked with my son. More messages, not to mention. Where's Captain Drew? He hasn't come back yet. And John's been gone all day. Do you want to read the messages? They're all the same, aren't they? Yes, even the friendly papers seem to be writing with raised eyebrows. I'll raise more than eyebrows before I'm done with... Oh, so you've decided to come back. Yes. Where have you been all day? Do you know everybody in Washington has been clamoring at me over this thing? You know the cabinet got after me about it? Where were you? I've been walking all day. Just walking. Did it take you all day to decide to come and tell what happened and why? Why? I made up my mind quickly enough, sir. Just took a little time to work up the courage. What? 
Here's my resignation. Resignation? Washington and I don't seem to get along together. Well, of all the childish, foolish notions. Your feelings are hurt, so you want to drop your career, your future, everything that you've worked for. You said yourself, sir, everybody's after you. I I saw the papers. That's all right, but... I, I had hoped to help you, Dad. Sorry I turned out to be a millstone. John, there's one chance. If you'll tell me what you and Lawrence actually said to each other last night, no matter how silly it may sound now or how unimportant, I can't. then we can explain it publicly. I can reduce the whole thing to its right proportions. I'm very sorry, sir. I, I can't. Goodbye, sir. You're a sentimental young idiot. It'll all be much easier for you, and you won't have to be so angry at me anymore. Now, I'll... look here, oh, John. shake hands, sir. John, if you'd only reason this thing out. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, Miss Jones. John, just a minute. Mr. President, are you going to let him go? What can I do with him? He won't listen. Miss Sarah. Mr. President, suppose you knew what that quarrel was about. That would help. Miss Sarah, don't you promise? I promise not to say anything yet, but I can't watch both of you behave like... What was it, Miss Sarah? It it was my fault. It was not. Lawrence was deliberately insulting. It was obviously a calculated provocation, an attempt to force John into an embarrassing position. John stood as much as anyone could. Insinuations against your honesty. Accusation against his own ability. Oh. And then... Lawrence made a grossly insulting remark about John's mother. He said that she is probably dishonest, too. Why wouldn't you tell me this, John? I'm I'm sorry, sir, but Because I... he didn't want you to know what Lawrence said. He took the blame to protect you. He wouldn't play into Lawrence's hands and let this become an issue. Because if it did and it got into all the papers, lots of people would believe the worst, no matter how untrue. John was willing to give up everything here, including your respect, to save you from being hurt. Miss Sarah. Now, you say goodbye to each other if you like, but at least you'll know why. She... She wasn't supposed to do that, Dad. Oh, well, you know how how women are about such things. They... Well, I think you and I ought to be mighty glad they are. Don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I certainly do. You've already heard why my son quarreled with Henry Lawrence. If our opponents want to make political capital out of that, I welcome the fight. I am standing by my son and other appointments I have made. I will not substitute politics for the best administration I can give. That much the American public have a right to expect. Good morning. Well, you two, are you going out? Oh, yes, sir. It's my first chance to drive Mary around Washington. Oh, John, why don't you take Mary to see that red and white brick house in Georgetown? Oh, that's a wonderful idea. It'll break her heart, but I'll do it. See you later, Mr. President. Sure. Come on, Mary. Right. <laughs> Miss Sarah, I want you to get a deed to that house. 
I've already done it, Mr. President. <laughs> You're always one step ahead of me, aren't you? <laughs> well. <laughs> well, it was kind of close, wasn't it, Miss Sarah? It wouldn't have been, Mr. President, if John wasn't so much like his father. And what does that mean? Don't you think that the most awful thing about human beings and the most wonderful is that... That they are human beings? Exactly, Mr. President. <laughs> exactly, Miss Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the story. And that's just how it happened. That same year, my son John and Mary Helen, that was her real name, were married in the White House. And I danced the Virginia Reel at their reception. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> the Virginia Reel. Because this story took place in 1828, and John Quincy Adams was in the middle of his term as Mr. President. Now, won't you drop in again and see me next week? There's another story about Mr. President I'm sure you'll like. Good night. soon be seen with Clark Gable, Deborah Carr, Sidney Greenstreet, and Adolph Marju in Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's production of The Hucksters. <music> Mr. President, starring Edward Arnold with Betty Lou Gerson, is presented each week by the American Broadcasting Company. It is produced by Robert D. Jennings, directed by Dwight Hauser. Tonight's script by Paul R. Milton was based on an episode in the life of President John Quincy Adams. The musical score was composed and conducted by Basil Adams. James speaking, this is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>